0: Welcome to Big Stick Skiing. Everyone at some moment in time has dared to dream big. Nick Smith at six foot two dreams of sticking every water ski jump he takes. Join us as he includes you in his dream of making it big in professional water skiing. This is the Big Stick Skiing Podcast. I'm Joe Smith and this is Nick, referred by many as Big Stick Skiing. Good
1: morning, Nick. Good morning.
0: How are you today?
1: Good. Another great morning in Winter Haven, Florida. Water looks calm. Should be a great day of skiing today.
0: It looks nice. The birds are singing. And here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, northern Wisconsin, it's actually fifty-five degrees and raining, and the grass is turning green.
1: Well, it was fifty-five here this morning when I let uh, Conley out at five
0: thirty. Oh, so similar. Yes, similar. (laughs) Similar. See, podcasts, you have to keep speaking because, you know, that that silent air.
1: difference is it's already almost 80.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is a big difference. Um, So this week was uh, a holiday week. And one of my thoughts and questions I had for you immediately was, how was Easter and and when you have to work and entertain people uh, professionally, what happens? is are, are holidays normal? Walk me through that. Obviously, it's your so, first one.
1: Yeah, this was my first holiday. Uh, I was a little bummed out. I wasn't home, you know, seeing pictures from my family all together back home. But I was happy I had to work on Easter Sunday. Uh, it was cool being around everyone. I'm with every day, and we had a little potluck at lunch. Everyone brought in something. It's actually a very big potluck. Uh, and that made it kind of fun. Usually on holidays, they try to get out and get a, do a team ski. Everyone goes skis behind one boat that's working that day. Um, it was a big crowd. It, overall, was a really good day.
0: It looked good. You sent uh, pictures of the buffet.
1: And... Yeah, that was a good little break. Uh, everyone had lunch together in between the first and second show. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot.
0: You can post those pictures on your website at Stick skiing.com for everybody to see but it, it looked good what did you get to bring
1: so i was off uh saturday before easter uh i didn't get to uh sign the uh sign up sheet, uh for what everyone was bringing long, the long morning answer off, coming here long something. answer come on
0: <laughs> spit it out what'd you bring
1: trying to trying to defend myself here yeah i brought two tell. bags of chips and a bag of candy
0: Two bags of chips and a bag of candy. So, <laughs> what, I, I, might, I might owe everyone
1: one. <laughs> didn't quite hold my own.
0: Well, you definitely influenced everybody on their thought process of what you're going to bring next time, but well, you can only do better.
1: Yeah, only uphill from here or downhill. And the old
0: potluck, you know, in Michigan now with the, the new laws that are passed with marijuana and things <laughs> being legal. Changes the whole meaning okay. of things here in Michigan.
1: Yeah, not, not down here.
0: Very good, very good. Um, Queen State, Florida. And it's open. So that's one thing I was going to ask you as far as, you know, depending what state you're in and what type of rules you have going on regarding COVID, uh, Florida, we all know, is it, is it feeling like things have, have really opened up down there and, and things are returning to normal?
1: Yeah, I've been saying that ever since I got here, uh, first week of February. Uh, coming from Michigan, I was a little shocked rolling into town and seeing like group activity, soccer games going on, on the side of the road. So that was something uh, that caught my eye immediately. I uh, almost, my, <laughs> almost hurt my neck looking at it driving by. And then you go to a bar uh, at night and it's wide open, no one's masked. Uh, Not separating people or anything like that. Everything feels 100% normal.
0: And making a living skiing, that's a good thing for entertainers, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Legoland's been, uh, what I've heard, is sold out. I do think they are limiting how many people they're letting in, but that number is being reached almost every day.
0: Very good. Well, it's good that people are getting out and getting to, to see the ski show at Legoland uh, on a regular basis, every day, right? Three shows a day, every day. That's what this is all about. Um, yep. So as we get into seven days a week show skiing and talking about big stick skiing, um, you know, have, it's pretty early yet. But are you noticing differences from when you'd ski with um, uh, bad water uh, skiers, an amateur program, versus now, you know, crossing over into the professional ranks? What, what are some of those differences?
1: There's definitely a bunch of differences, uh, that I noticed. Uh, one of them immediately that caught my eye was with, uh, boat patterns. Mm. Everything is so precise. Uh, drivers are one driver, drivers entering the show course right when one's exiting, there's always something going through the show course. Uh, so I guess that goes with flow as well, but, uh, at Badwater, I don't know if that's just not emphasized as much, you know, you kind of put your skis out on the dock, sit down, take off. We're here. It's, uh, Boat one, you're green, go, and you're through the show course. And the drivers, you know, they're they're flying when they're outside the show course trying to get you back in and get the timing correct with stuff like that. That was one thing I immediately noticed.
0: Do you think some of that is just because of the practice or are those boat drivers? I mean, everybody has the headsets on, I assume, and everything else, but how do they control that timing, flow?
1: Uh, so there's, there's a, a stage manager up in the crow's nest, and he's on a mic, telling everyone uh, he's like an air traffic control tower, telling everyone to stand by, go. Um, so he sees everything going on from up top and keeps the flow going.
0: So some advantages to just the the overall setup, and obviously everybody working together. Uh, for as long as you start to get to know each other, in every day um, has to make a, a big big difference. But everything the same every time, right?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Patterns are always the same. It doesn't matter the driver. It's always the exact same pattern.
0: Got it. So do you, are there certain things you actually miss from skiing, uh, you know, with, with Badwater and, and, and those types of shows? Absolutely.
1: I miss uh, how loose it was. (laughs) You know, we'd show up on a Tuesday night, Walker skis down to the dock uh bs for an hour put our skis on go hit the ramp a dozen times come in do it again and we do that till dark almost every night Uh, i miss that miss jumping with some of my best friends as well skiing there every night and being on the river you can't beat the monomony river i uh i really love skiing on the river
0: so do you notice differences between river skiing and now that you're on uh you know a rather large lake at legoland uh,
1: so I don't notice difference between river and lake. The only thing uh, I noticed right away was at Badwater, there's that island that protects the show course. Mm-hmm. So it is always uh glass at Badwater. And here I'm on Lake Eloise, which is larger than Lake Antoine for the local listeners. And, uh, if there's any kind of wind direction, I mean, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is check the wind direction because that, uh, kind of dictates how the day of skiing is going to be. They have that big tire line that runs across, kind of protects the show course. Sure. But without that, it, skiing would be impossible.
0: And when I was down there, I was actually thinking that that, that tire line was for the boats to come up and park on, but it, it has more meaning than that, which is the...
1: Uh, we used, when we went to the show, we used it for that, and brought a cooler. But really it breaks down enjoyable. the waves, you said, right? Yes, protects uh, the water within the show course access that island at badwater
0: so when you were before legoland you had to buy your own equipment you know your jumpers everything um like that and you used them in the shows typically because you know these these amateur shows aren't always well funded and you know always looking for help in that department so in, at legoland um how's that work do you do you actually use their skis yeah. use your own or is there a difference
1: So uh, at Badwater or amateur clubs, uh, Badwater does have team jumpers and uh, skis, Uh, but a lot of us ended up buying our own jumpers because we knew it was something we wanted to do for a long time. Uh, I bought a pair a couple summers ago. I love jumping on them and I brought them down here. I plan on using them and doing a lot of skiing. And first day at Lego, they gave me a pair of sticks and told me to use these, which is nice because you know, hitting the ramp as many times as I get to a week, month, year, it wears on those skis and they are pricey, hard to find, and don't want to be blowing out my own skis.
0: That's fascinating. I've never like thought about wearing out a pair of jump skis, but that's what you're saying, right? They actually wear down?
1: Yep. Uh, Yep. When I was back home, uh, I uh, rubbed the rail off of a, the first pair of jump skis I had and went over to Kurt's house. We JB welded it back together, patched up a bunch of holes and just trying to make the longevity on those things as long as possible.
0: Yeah, they're not, they're not, uh, they're expensive.
1: Yep. So, not
0: cheap at all. So one of the things you had mentioned uh, this week uh, is slumps, right? So uh, you, you said you were experiencing yeah. a, a slump. So how do you, how do you deal with that? Are there techniques to try and get out of it? Do you you switch your skis around or wear some clothing that's different (laughs) or a different glove or what are you doing to try and get out of a slump? So describe the slump and then things that you've tried to, to change that slump and turn it into a positive.
1: So last week when we talked, I was at an all time high, feeling as good as I've ever felt skiing. And literally the next morning I had a fall on the show, and it was like I couldn't land a jump after that. Uh, went on for like a week, and I just had zero confidence hitting the jump. It was like I'd never done it. So I didn't really know what to do. I usually get in one of these every August. And what I would do then is just hit the ramp as many times as I could to try and jump my way out of it. So I started doing that, and I was like getting worse. I kept landing on my butt. I was on my heels too much. knew what I was doing, but I just couldn't correct it. So I went out with a couple friends and a pair of shorts and a life jacket to force myself to get on my toes. Mm. Uh, I did not want to be landing on my butt in a pair of shorts.
0: For, for obvious, obvious reasons, reasons, for those skiers out there that yeah. are listening, you know, those obvious reasons can be yeah. a little messy. So
1: I, uh, went out in a pair of shorts and took a set and kept my butt, butt dry for the most part and. I did that for a couple of days in a row and seemed to correct, uh, correct things. And I think it was more of, you know, I'm out of my own head when you're out there in a pair of shorts, you kind of, I was, it was the first time I've skied in shorts. I think in years, I, I've always put my wetsuit on, so it was kind of fun. I was giggling and, uh, everyone was kind of laughing about it.
0: So you change up what you do, how you do it and, um, you get through it, right? You go out and fix it and get it out of your head because usually a slump typically is in your head. And when you think of a slump when you're skiing, um, club skiing, you have some time to get over that. When you're skiing down there three shows a day, I mean, it's pretty important that you don't fall. So obviously mm-hmm. that has to kind of worry or even get deeper in your head, correct?
1: Yeah, so I start thinking about it more. It's like, yeah, you're getting paid to do this. The expectation is you're not going to fall on something especially when you've done it a million times it wasn't something new that i just learned you know so i and you you only have a jump set or two in between a show to go try and correct this then you have to go do it in the show so it was in my head for a week i was sitting on the dock thinking about it like oh i gotta jump this show and already in my head before i even put my skis on so
0: talk to me about how they choose what acts <clears throat> you're in and how many acts are you in like how do you you progress with that that team is it somewhat the same thing every every day, or do you uh, change it, or do they change it? So
1: a lot of it, uh, yeah. Our manager posts the schedule right when we walk in in the morning, uh, and it has all the acts uh, we're going to do for the three shows that day. Sometimes they change throughout the day just to keep the day exciting. But how they choose is just on who's there. Like sometimes we only have a guy that can drive uh, one boat or. You know, a couple guys can drive all three, but a few guys can only drive the third boat, which only has a couple of uh, show passes. So they pick on that, and then who's good at what, who's comfortable at what. Like, I'm a crappy barefooter, so I haven't barefooted in the show yet. But my buddy, Matt Strode, is a phenomenal barefooter, so he gets that almost every day, mm-hmm. which he's really pushing at me to get better at barefooting because no one likes doing that three times a day.
0: <laughs> right, so is there requirements to start upping your game in areas that you're not as strong?
1: Uh, yeah, my manager's constantly pushing me, trying to get me to go take a barefoot set every day, or if not two. So my barefooting has definitely improved since I've been here. Uh, you know the show course at Badwater, like I said, always glass, short. And the only barefooting I really do is twice a week, right through the show course, 100 yards and let go. Uh, so I, pretty much anyone can hold on that long, and that was about as good as my barefooting was. I was holding on. My eyes were closed. I used to take a big breath at the step off and hope it held long enough to make it through.
0: Well, you seem to do a lot of bad uh, bad water skiing um, up here with the with the club. As far as uh, out of two, um, I would. I thought you were doing tumble turns at times, but I, I think it was <laughs> you never came out of those roles.
1: That was the old. Yeah, that was the old take a deep breath and hold on to the end strategy.
0: <laughs> does anybody do a tumble turn anymore? That's what I
1: used to do way back when. I haven't seen one. I saw Caleb Harrington uh do one on the river on a boom once. Just screwing around was the first one he tried. And he spun around and stood back up. We'll have to go other than that, I think need that's to ask... the only one I've ever seen.
0: We probably will need to ask the guys from the ski show if, if anybody does tumble turns anymore. I'm sure they know what I'm talking about, but I haven't seen one for years.
1: That used to be a I'll, normal thing. I will, uh, I'll get a video of someone and put it on the Big Stick Instagram page. Perfect. Yeah. We'll, get a, we'll get a tumble turn up there, and it will not be for me. The old tumble turn.
0: Um, so we talked about slumps. We talked about learning new things in the show. So that, that leads me to thinking, have you found a mentor? Is there somebody within the club? Um, There's probably plenty of them, right, you can come up with, but you know, what does that look like? Do you try to attach yourself to somebody that that's doing a lot of great acts and and learn from them? I mean, obviously they know how to get out of slumps. They know how to do things. You, you have kind of all that expertise now right in front of you and surrounding you. How how does that work? And have you, um, have you, have you actually selected somebody that you kind of pay attention to?
1: Um, yeah, there's phenomenal skiers everywhere I look in Winter Haven, not just at work. Um, but I don't think I've selected a guy and said, this is my mentor. But my buddy, Pete Eggerty, is uh, one of the best overall water skiers I've ever seen. Uh, he's also my age. Uh, I hang out with him almost every night. And we talk skiing, talk about what we did at work that day. And uh, he's actually the one that was kind of working on me, uh, initially working with me, initially uh, on my barefooting. So me and him went out almost every morning and took a barefoot set. And he would uh, coach me up. I've watched him coach up uh, his roommate, Matt, every day. Matt uh, is getting real good on the sky ski. And Pete, you know, he's an all-around skier, can flip that thing. And uh, he's been coaching Matt up a lot on that.
0: And how long has Pete been <clears throat> down there um, skiing?
1: Uh, Pete, I think, got here three years ago. He's from Maine for the main event or the main attraction, Water Ski Show. Uh, His parents were SeaWorld skiers. Uh, They're actually down here right now, so uh, getting to know them pretty well. Uh, So he came from a skiing family as well. Uh, He came down, I think, after his freshman year of college, had a tryout and was hired. Then he left and went to Japan for two months and ended up coming back, and he's been skiing here since.
0: Wow. So a lot, of, a lot of history with Pete and, and skiing and sounds like the, the perfect person to, to watch technique and to learn from and to improve yourself. So we need to get Pete on here just to talk about his experiences and, and how he kind of came up for the ranks. So we look forward to, to getting Pete Haggerty on, on the Big Stick podcast in the, in the near future. Um, free time. So obviously doing a lot of skiing. Do you ski on your, your open days as well?
1: Uh, I haven't yet, just because my only friends are the people I ski with, and uh, uh, usually when I'm off, they're working, so uh, we haven't put a boat in or anything to go ski, and I, we we're talking, uh, apparently in September, uh, Legoland goes, has dark days where they close the whole park down, mm-hmm. and everyone's off, so on days like that, we'll go out on the water. So
0: at this point, no skiing on the water on off days. Just floating on the water on off days, enjoying the weather. Maybe a cooler. Yeah, water I've
1: done too. a few days like that where I've taken the pontoon to the show uh, with a full cooler.
0: So one of the one of the great things you said last time. I think we were talking about goals, and and one of those main goals is to become consistent um, with with everything you do, and that consistency is is always has to be measured. And so when we spoke last time you know, your goal was 100 consecutive jumps without falling. And it sounds like everybody Mm -hmm. tracks that. Unfortunately, the day we spoke, um, you had just fallen, so you were at 25 down to zero. And so I have to ask, after one week of of jumping and skiing, what is that magic number today?
1: Yep, so we uh, committed to discussing the magic number every week. Uh, The current magic number is 1. So coming out of the slump, I uh, think I was off yesterday. I think I hit the ramp of the third show and uh, got from zero to one.
0: And just so everybody knows, I do not ask what that is before the show. So it's news to me as well. Back to one. That's hard.
1: Yep, that is tough. And next week when we have uh, Pete on, we can talk about his little streak he uh, went on.
0: So I was going to mention that. That streak was... Well over 100, um, I believe. It was
1: well over 500.
0: Well over 500 consecutive jumps, and even the best of the best at times have <laughs> come up short. And it's not necessarily just because lack of concentration, but you guys, like you mentioned before, deal with weather and waves, and a lot of different things can, can throw
1: you off, and you can't avoid it. You have weather, to to waves, every day, and the guy next to you. I, uh, I tackled Hunter Hansen. A week ago a lot of people in the ski industry will know that man uh i landed on my butt went flying across the wake and tackled him he wasn't uh, very happy with me but i think we're we're through that now
0: <laughs> okay i never considered that so you actually took him out he landed his jump, oh, yeah. and you're you didn't and so that counts
1: nope
0: i mean it counts as a fall for hunter yeah counts as a fall yeah oh man Oh, what happens Luckily, then? Like, there, luck- there must be some, uh, I, I don't know, what happens in the locker room after that? Is it like race car on NASCAR uh, where you get out of the car and you, you go look for the guy and fists are flying?
1: Uh, so that's actually a funny story. Um, Pete was actually our driver for that show. Or no, Pete was our pickup driver. And uh, I tackle Hunter, so we're both laying there in the water. And Hunter's just looking at me appalled and shocked and Pete comes and picks us up and Hunter was so mad at me, he wasn't looking at me in the back of the boat or talking to me and uh, I looked at Pete in the mirror and he had sunglasses on and he was sitting there trying to keep a straight face because the tension in the boat was so high (laughs) and uh, after we talked about it, uh, or a couple weeks after I guess, he kind of laughed about it and I haven't talked about it with Hunter yet but I think we're through it (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: I hope so. That that's uh,
1: oof, that's tough. <laughs> that that was actually that was the fall that started my streak of bad jumping. Oh, so
0: it, karma, I guess they call that, right? It came back to get you.
1: Yes, yeah, I, I earned that one.
0: So, um, one other thing you have coming up, and we mentioned it last time, you have a tournament this weekend. So on your free days, yep, you also do some things outside of Legoland.
1: I'm off. Uh, my next day off is Saturday. Uh, I'll be jumping in the All-American Tournament. Uh, Tyler Berglund, I think he's 10 years old, he, uh, he reached out to me and asked me to jump with him, his brother Brett, and one of his buddies. So Saturday the 10th, we'll be down uh, Lake Silver at the All-American, uh, jumping together in Team Jump. And then after that, I'm assuming it's after, I'm going to jump in freestyle.
0: So the, interesting on, on uh, you know, skiing with, with younger guys. I mean, this is the Big Stick Water Ski um, podcast, and that means your big stick, you're big, they're not as big and <laughs> developed. So yeah, boat think, speed, all those things, what, what happens? Are you a little nervous about that?
1: I, yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to help them. Uh, they're going to be helping me. Tyler, I think, hits the ramp and his buddy, 10 miles per hour less than what i usually do and other than riding over the ramp that's a tough speed to do anything for a guy my size so if you are listening to this
0: if this podcast and you're in winter haven florida that might be worth heading down to see some of that jumping like how does a six foot two guy go off a ramp with a couple of younger fellas that that's uh, that that might be fun i think it'll
1: be uh It'll be pretty comical. I'll have videos posted. I'll be there all day with my Instagram page. Come by, say hi, uh, and afterwards I'll have some stuff up on the website from that, how that went and uh, videos and pictures and maybe a win for Tyler.
0: There you go, a big win and and uh, Tyler's dad Eric Berglund won't even be there, will he? Is he working?
1: He's a yeah, he's a part-time guy at Lego Land and that's his one day this month where uh, he has to go work and he going to get it off
0: so if you're unable to uh see this podcast although big stick is putting it up on his web page uh the video version it might be hard to believe that yesterday big stick was taking pictures with uh what, what what was it for a skiing or for a paddleboard
1: yep uh it was a paddleboard for conley uh they needed a larger guy so I went out there and showed off their uh, large paddle boards.
0: So modeling. And I hate it was to with say a, that was <laughs> another
1: modeling. friend, and then it was a tube shoot. So I uh, drove boat after for a couple hours. they so
0: looking for a big guy. It happened to be your day off, and they found you to do a little modeling on the side.
1: Yep, they found me of all people.
0: <laughs> a lot of a lot of sunscreen and flexing of the the muscles. Big stick.
1: Yep. I uh, kept my shirt on saved everyone.
0: <laughs> well, we're looking forward to seeing those pictures. Um, and maybe this is the start of something. Like once again, just go to yeah. com, and if you need a, a bigger model, here's your guy. I'm your guy. Now, one thing we don't mention, I see you have the shirts on, but you're a fan of the Milwaukee Brewers and the season has
1: started. Exciting first game. Yeah, it was. i uh... I've been fortunate enough to catch every game so far. Hmm. And uh, that first one sure was fun. I watched it right here. I jumped up and stuck my hand through the ceiling fan.
0: Well, unfortunately, after the first game, things have uh, turned into what we talked about before a slump. And maybe. Yep, it's...
1: unfortunately, the Cubs beat him last night.
0: That's right. Right down the road at, in Chicago at Wrigley Field, I was listening to that game as well. No good. We had a yep. fire. We listened to little Cubs brewers. And, yeah, the outcome wasn't what, what we were hoping. What about the NCAAs? Did you catch that?
1: Uh, caught the tail end. I had a tough time watching all year. I don't know why. I couldn't get into it. Maybe because my team sucked. But well, I wasn't been. as interested. I actually had more faith the Brewers were going to come back than I cared to watch the tournament last night.
0: Well, in the lead from the beginning wasn't a big lead how about that what how about that train coming by
1: yeah uh, a couple times a week that thing comes by there we go well
0: that's it for this podcast big stick nick we're gonna have to say goodbye for now and we can't wait to check in next week and good luck with that tournament It's gonna be a good one
1: yep thank you we'll see you on next week and we'll see you then
0: all right Catch Nick on bigstickskiing.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify, where you can hear this podcast. Till next week, talk to you soon. Have a good week.